Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. So a couple of weeks ago, I invited one of my friends to church with me. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you, she is one of my white friends. Right. (laughs) And she goes, all right, straight up, girl, let me know. Prepare me. Oh. Prepare me. Okay. All right. (laughs) We all know. We We are friends here. We, y'all know how we are. We yes. always keep it 100 with you. We're going to be transparent and honest. Yeah. And so she said, prepare me. Mm-hmm. Do you go to a full-on, like, black church? Like, is your church like a black church? Right. <laughs> with, I get it. I understand and what she's, she's like, asking. And she, like, we are this cool it. with each other where we can just be totally real and honest. She was like, because, like, I go to a real conservative, and I'm just going to say it, my church is like, all white, I might have like one black person in my church. Right. And she's like, that's not because black people aren't welcome. That's just because that's just right. how our church is. We have one black family in our right. church. And I just want to know, I want to go to your church. I want to experience your church. I just want you to just tell me how I should be prepared. And I'm just like, first of all, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my particular church, we have all races, sure. all nationalities go to my church. And all you have to do is roll up and be prepared to receive the word of God. See, now that's awesome. Be prepared to be in the presence of the Lord. That's all you have to do is roll up. And she was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> but I I have to say, I love, first of all, I love having friends where we can have honest conversations Isn't like that. that. Nice? I love Without that. Without worried about no offending. Offense, no offense was taken. Yep. Like we can have honest real life conversations like that first and foremost. And I love that we can have honest conversations like this on the Jesus Fix It podcast. And um, I wanted to talk about this today because black church, white church, whatever, uh-huh. It's it's a phrase when you hear black church, white church, it's it's a phrase that you understand it, but I wish it wasn't like black church, white church. But right. when you hear it, you understand what it means. It's Does not, that make any sense? Right. We don't want it to be a division, but a descriptor. But you understand because there are cultural differences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know like black churches kind of, it goes back during like, segregation times and like slavery times, you know what I'm saying? Like where there was a divide in churches, you know what I mean? And I know growing up um, when I was um, my church growing up for a long, long time, it was all black. We didn't have any white people go to our church for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until um, later in life when, um, you know, we started having like all kinds of people join our church when we realized, oh, yeah, we all can worship God together. Absolutely. Like you knew you like I, I think it was understood that we can worship God yeah. together, but people didn't really do it. But then it was like all it took was like one person to step <laughs> in the church together. And it was like, oh, oh, yeah, we can do this. It, you know, we do worship the same God. We can do this together. But I think I think services in my come, community anyway. Yeah, I think services come in different flavors. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a very conservative churchgoer. Mm-hmm. I remember him getting very upset when they brought in music bands into our mm, church. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like, "What are you doing?" Oh, and then one after one one Sunday, there was a drummer 
in mm. the church. Mm-hmm. My dad was very offended because he felt that was disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. So it all comes down to what's your flavor? What's your of flavor? Church? How you like to worship? How does, that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Is, how is your spirit fed? Yeah. That's why. Well, that's why there's so many different churches, and that's yes. why, like when when my wife and I came to this community. We were going around to all kinds of different churches trying to find one that fit us. That right? feels like home. Exactly. Where mm-hmm. we just kind of felt like, oh, this is our family. This is mm-hmm. where we belong. And it takes a while, right? Yeah. So, okay. When, talk to me about what is the real difference, though, between black church and white church. I, uh, uh, first of all, again, I have to say, I really don't like black church, white church. I really think it's just how you worship. Right. And, and I know black church, white church, the distinction isn't go. It's been around for, it's not going anywhere, right. but I really think it is all in how you worship. And it's just the historic historical stereotype, you right. know, you know, when you think of black churches, you know, you think of the preachers, rah, they're getting up here and nah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I've heard white pastors do the same thing. I have too. You know? I have too. Um, Baptist. Um, Pentecostal. <laughs> Pentecostal. Yeah. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. There you go. Um, every Pentecostal pastor, um, black and white. Mm-hmm. First of all, I've been in church with a Pentecostal pastor, whether they have been black or white. We've been in church for a hundred hours, and yep. my stomach has been growling. And I'm just saying, uh-huh. I'm I'm not trying to offend anybody. No. I'm just telling you, this is my experience. Again, different flavors. And every Baptist church I've been to, there's always been fried chicken afterwards. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, but okay, uh, the churches, the the, the Pentecostal yeah. services that I've had the opportunity, exact same thing. <laughs> Very loud. Very in you but know animated. Okay, when you say loud and animated, that is the type of church I grew up in, and that exactly. is, um, and so a lot of people when they think of black churches, I think that's the stereotype they have in their mind. And I will say, um, the church I grew up in, we were um, loud and worshipful. We got into it. We were very yeah. serious about our worship, and. We just got into the, you could tell the presence of the Lord was there. And I think now that I am older and I have this deep relationship with God, I understand it. When I was little, I didn't quite get it. I was like, what is going on? Sure. I don't understand why we are singing for so long. I don't (laughs) understand why my grandma is up in the floor crying and she's fanning Aunt Lucy over here. I don't understand what is going on. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh. Right. They are, yes, I get thanking Jesus and giving your testimony Mm -hmm. and just, oh, just thanking God for getting you through that trial and giving your testimony. And like, I get it now. And I have to use, again, in this conversation, my father is a reference. Mm-hmm. Because he was one of the individuals that would see that type of worship, mm-hmm. getting lost in the spirit, being overcome with, yes. with letting, being completely Just open and receptive. Let it go. Mm-hmm. He would look at that and go, that's fake. No. My mm-hmm. dad was the kind of guy that would just dismiss it because that wasn't his style. Yes. And he was under the impression that if you are not quiet and respectful, and now those are his phrases, of right. course, and uh, very reverent 
in your worship time and your church time, then you weren't respectful, and that was phony, it was fake, and blah, 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 blah. And I grew up with that, right? And so the very first time I went to an Assemblies of God church service, it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What is it? I don't understand what you're saying, okay? Yeah. You over there, what? And as you mature in your faith, you realize the Holy Spirit talks to each of us and moves each of us in different ways in different because ways. we're different people. Because we are different. And, you know, um, the, where I go to church, everybody is different. Like, you can look up and down the aisles and you will see you will see people worshiping like me. I will sit in my seat mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll stand up and I'll have my hands lifted. And sometimes I'm just going to sit there with my hands in my lap and I'm right. just going to sway back and forth. Um, I'm just, I'm a seat worshiper. I am. That's just mm-hmm. me. I'm reserved. You'll hear a thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, that's just me. Right. I'm not a run up and down the aisle. That's just not how I worship. Right. Um, there are some people in my church who do. There are some people who really the spirit of the Lord just takes over. You'll see all kinds. You'll see some who just sit there and don't move, don't open their mouths the whole time. That's mm-hmm. just them. Right. And it doesn't that's mean that God's not worship. moving. It doesn't mean that God's right. not moving. That's just how they are. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, there have been moments that knowing how reserved I am in church, there have been moments that... I will be sitting there just as reserved as I am. And anybody who's gone to church with me, anybody who knows me knows how reserved I am in church. There have been moments that I will be sitting there, and the next thing I know, the tears are pouring. Yes. That my I'm just standing up, and I don't even realize I've stood up. Mm-hmm. There have been moments that I will find myself at the altar, and I'm like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit. And yeah, I've experienced who, the tears, too, of just right. all of a sudden, where are these tears coming from? I, right. I don't understand what this so, is about. Knowing I've experienced those moments for myself, who who am I to say that some what somebody, how somebody is worshiping is fake or right. like what that you don't know what God is doing Mm-mm. in someone else's life. You don't know how the Holy Spirit is affecting them. So yeah. I've come to say, you know what? How you worship is how you worship what God is yeah. doing in your life. That Your relationship with God is yours. And I don't want to get into that conversation you between them and God. Because my, I'm working, look, I'm working on me. I'm working on my relationship with Jesus. I'm building that every day. You work on yours. You know what I'm saying? I think there is one thing in almost every church service that I think we can all agree on. Mm -hmm. The uncomfortableness when the pastor says, now turn to your neighbor and say hello. Yeah. like I don't like that. If you are a pastor listening right now. (laughs) It's like, please don't make, I don't, I'm not that, I, now listen, my (laughs) mother-in-law loves it. My mother-in-law yes. has never met there a stranger, are, yeah. ever. She, Everybody's her friend. But when that happens, I'm like, oh, I don't want to. It's just a little awkward sometimes because, like, when when pastors tell you to turn to your neighbor, like, it never fails. My neighbors already turn to somebody else, and I'm, like, looking at the back of their head, and I'm like, what do I do now? I know. But, I'm just like, la, la, la. But I don't mind getting up and greeting people because, like, our thing is, and we stopped since COVID. Um, that's right. That situation has calmed down a little bit. But before COVID, we had, like, five minutes before our pastor delivered the word. 
he would take five minutes, get up and go say hello. So Mm -hmm. five minutes before the message was given, you had to go say hi to two or three people. Yeah. I didn't mind that because you could actually walk around. And, oh, that was actually so nice because, like, ladies, hey, you look beautiful today. Good morning. And, you know, like, sometimes we need that because we rushed out the door because, like, me, I – barely make it to church on time. And I'm just saying, <laughs> I feel just like thrown together. And just for somebody to say, good morning, you look beautiful today. I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you. You know? When, when I was a kid, <laughs> we when I was a kid, we grew up in an Episcopal church. Mm-hmm. And during that time, the thing that you did was you turn to your neighbor and go, peace be with you. And the response was, and also with you. That was just the way it was done. Well, I'm a Star Wars nerd. Oh. Yeah, you and didn't. I did, but it wasn't intentional. Oh, okay, you did not. <laughs> so we get up. I don't remember. It was I was like twelve, right? Star Wars had just come out. I'd seen it like eighteen hundred times. <laughs> We're doing this, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I turned to I turned to this older gentleman. I went, "May the force be with you." And as I said, I went, "That's not what I was supposed to say." <gasps> and he just <laughs> smiled, patted my shoulder, and went. And also with you. Oh, that was yeah. Sweet. It was really nice. Oh, that was so kind. <laughs> and then I, and then I, I realized love that actually, it's like uh, that's that's not how we. No, that wasn't what I was supposed to Aww. say. But yeah, and I just ever since I not ever since that particular thing, but as an adult, yeah. I just it's I don't I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, I just, I just don't. And I'm not a good singer either. It's like if the people around me while we're singing, it's like, you people need to sing a little louder to cover <laughs> to me up. Please, because I'm not good at this. Don't don't throw don't throw me out. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know. I just feel like you go where you're comfortable. Go to church where you're comfortable and yeah. where it feels like home. Yeah. But again, I just I don't know. I wish like us, I, I don't think we'll ever get away from saying black church or white I don't church. Know. But I think you should. If you ever want to experience or if you just have that stereotype in your mind, you should visit another church that's different from what you're used to. I think that's a good idea anyway. To. Yeah. Absolutely just to a visit. good you're idea. Just visit. You're not cheating on your church. Exactly. <laughs> if you go visit a different church and it's okay from what you're used to. When you go back the next Sunday to your church and somebody yes. says, excuse me, but where were you last week? Because that's well, going to happen. I, yes. And you can say, oh, my family and I visited such and such a church. Yes. And it was wonderful. And then invite somebody to your church. Invite one of your coworkers exactly. or your friends to your church. I really think it is good to experience it, a, too. a different culture even, you know? A that is culture. a richness of life. Mm-hmm. We, as a, we have a tendency to get stuck in our comfortable rut, mm-hmm. right? We end up making the same five or six meals for dinners. We end up going the same way to work and home every time. We end up being in a routine, and it's good for us. It shakes things up. It enriches us to do different things, have a different meal, go a different way to work, go to a different church. Right. Instead of going on vacation to the same place you've always been, go somewhere completely different. different. Pack an overnight bag and Mm -hmm. just go somewhere. And experience it. Enjoy it. Listen, God created our planet, the heavens and the earth, for a reason. 
It is as beautiful as it is and as diverse as it is for a reason. We can be enriched. We can be encouraged. We can see God in so many different things. Don't get in a rut. Don't get bored. Yeah. Right? That's that's the enjoyment of life. Yeah. That's actually how I ended up at my church now yeah. is I visit. I had a visit. I was going to my ex-husband's home church. He actually stopped going while we were married. And I while we were married, I was just going on Sundays by myself. Mm. Um, I was doing Bible study there by myself because he quit going to church with me. And after we got divorced, I just kept on going. Sure. And I was like, I love this church. I'm never going to go to another church. And um, I was doing um, one of my friends. She got remarried. Her and her husband renewed their vows. Oh, cool. And she asked me to do her makeup for their their wedding. And I was doing their makeup at the church. Mm-hmm. And she said, you should visit this church one Sunday. This is where we actually go to church. You should visit one Sunday. And I was like, sure, I will. This seems like a it's a beautiful church. I would love to visit. And so one Sunday after I'd done their makeup, after their wedding, I visited the church, and I love the service. There you go. And I've been going every, ever since. And I never thought I would leave the church I left from, the church I was going right. to. And I, again, I, nothing against that church. I of loved not. it. But it's just like when I went to that church, I just felt at home. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I loved about the church I'm going to now is that it still felt like the church. Let me see if I can say this right that it's, so that it makes sense. It still felt like the church I went to growing up, uh-huh. but more diverse. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. It still had that home feeling, that cultural background that I was used to, but the faces were so diverse. I mm-hmm. mean, now my church that I go to, there are white faces, there are Korean faces, we have uh, members that are from Africa. There are all types of college students that go there. There is such a diversity, and I love it. And I'm not saying that I set out to go to a church that you know had right. so many nationalities, but it just feels good because I I just picture heaven looking like <laughs> looking so diverse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and being it, will. it, yeah. So being able to worship where there's such diversity. I just love that, and I'm on fire for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's enriching. Yeah. When when we lived in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. we were looking for a church, trying to find a place where we felt like home. And Wisconsin has a very heavy uh, Midwest accent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we we went to this little, little church that was recommended to us and sit down, and the preacher was from South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and when he started preaching, he was peppering his sermon with y'all. And I, as soon as he said y'all the first time, I looked at my wife and I went, we're home. Man after my own heart. <laughs> we're home because growing up in Florida, y'all, I know what y'all means. And what was interesting is people were like, y'all, what does y'all mean? It's like, well, we'll explain it to you later. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. But it was because right then there was just one little thing. That one it thing. It felt good. It's like, this is home. And that's where we went to church predominantly for the rest of the time we lived up there. And we all felt comfortable. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian and Education Stores. And anybody who knows Jess knows that I love a deal and mm-hmm. I love a bargain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get bargains at Mardell like toys for the kiddos and, and maybe you too. And things like <laughs> Melissa and Doug and science and craft activity kits. They're all 30% off. And not to, not to mention best-selling books, 40 to 50% off every day. And all others, 20% off. Uh, Yes, please. You can also find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. You can view their weekly ad and what's on sale anytime by downloading the Mardell app. Did you know that 40% of families in the U.S. are blended? Megan and Derek host the Blended Podcast, navigating the ups and downs of being a blended family. Search The Blended Podcast with Megan and Derek today.